0: Hi there. My name is Michael Harris. Welcome to Falling Up Radio. I'm really excited that you're here today. This is really conversations that are raw, edgy, and frank. You know, conversations about people that have been there, done that, have overcome something, maybe they even got the t-shirt and have come back and have something to say say. And one of the things in the world today is we really need people to share stories, to get up and talk, to really help other people, you know, take their next step on the journey and realize that life is really pretty awesome and amazing, even when we have our faults. So before we get started with our guest, I want to mention a couple of things. First, my book, falling down getting up of course that's why we have falling up radio because of falling down getting up and you can get this book on my website uh, fallingupradio.com you could be either watching this episode at the website or you might be listening to stitcher or itunes or somewhere else so just hop on over to the website and download your free book and there's a few other goodies in there as well I'm also a contributing author to this other book. Both books were number one, uh, Expert Success Solutions. Um, I was one of 22 contributing authors um, with that as well. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, one one other thing, and I'll get to the guests. I got these really cool new hats, Falling Up Radio. I just got a handful of hats, but I really like them. Pretty soon, um, I'm going to make them available in case you want one, too, and um, – They're just really fun. I got 10 hats and they're already gone. All my friends wanted one. So, of course, I was going to give them one. So, okay. So, let's get started. I am really, really super excited for our guest today. I met our guest Celeste Johnson recently over at a friend's and uh, really discovered that we had a lot in common. And one of the things that I liked most was that right away she came up to me and she says, I'm a hugger. I hope that's okay. So that was really, really super awesome. I really liked that. So um, Celeste has been around for over 19 years. She, she's uh, been speaking and training and coaching. She's been singing since a, a little kid something called the joy spreader. I really like that that name. She's got a, her own album on the way, corporate training speaking, eight books and we're going to talk about some of that and I just want to bring her on right now. Again, there's so much if if I went down the whole list of it, of everything, we wouldn't have any time to talk. So, <laughs> Celeste Johnson, welcome to our show.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm really super excited. You know, I noticed on your website one of the things and I'm just, you know, I make lots of notes as as I mentioned and you have something on your website that says, "We urge people to imagine and believe." And then it says, "We dare people to succeed." I love that. That especially that first one, "We urge people to imagine and believe." What does that mean? I mean, I know what it means, but tell the listeners maybe a, a little bit more about that.
1: Absolutely, I love that as well, which is why I put it on the site. But I think that um, a lot of us, I've heard Les and other people say, we live out of our, our, our thinking instead of our imagination. We live out of what we see day to day instead of what's possible. Uh, and you know, what's around us is good, we need to be aware of that. But in order to improve, to enhance, to be the absolute best you can be, you have to stretch beyond what you see currently. And that operates in your imagination. Imagine yourself being fantastic, being great, that the work is going well, that you're feeling fabulous, that you're looking fabulous. That activity takes place in your imagination. And so you imagine it first, but then you have to also believe it, even if you can see it in your mind's eye, which is the imagination, you also have to believe it's possible for you. So I'm urging people to step outside of their day-to-day reality, imagine more, imagine better, imagine greater, and then believe it's possible for you. So that's why I'm saying I'm urging people to do that.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I really like that, because it's so easy to get like down in the dumps and, and yeah. struggle. and. and and get caught up in, in that cycle of, of, of really despair sometimes. Yeah. And um, if we stay there, it's hard to get out. I mean, we, we all go go there, but that idea that we can reimagine our lives to be something different is so vital. And I, I know, we, we didn't mention this earlier, but I know that you've been working with Les Brown for mm-hmm. a number of years as well, so the two of you combined together are able to carry this message.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the wonderful thing I wanna say additionally about the imagination it is a gift that we all have, the capacity to imagine. And so when we don't, we're not using all of the tools and gifts that we all carry around. So it's at will to do that. And indeed, I've had the opportunity, the pleasure, the privilege to work with Les Brown. Uh, this is a second round. I call it Les Brown 2.0 <laughs> because I worked with him uh, really a couple of decades ago. I was just a kid, right? And uh I traveled with him as his road manager, assistant. We did a joint radio show together, et cetera. And then then I came back most recently last year and became his COO for Les Brown Global.
0: Oh, wow. But on top of that, you have your own Celeste Johnson international Uh program as well. And you do and have done corporate training for a number of years. I have.
1: I have. And uh, it's fascinating. It's wonderful. Uh, Les Wiltes has this whole story. When we were I was working with him, and, and we used to do joint presentations, I said, I can do this. I need to just break out and, and do my own. And, uh, and it was great. He's always been supportive. And so I've had the privilege of doing all kinds of training, nationally, internationally. I've been all over to various countries, um, been able to talk to women, leaders, all sorts of groups. And um, the wonderful thing about reconnecting with him is that our mission, our goal, they are intertwined. We have a passion, a desire, a commitment to empower and expand people's vision of what's possible and give them tools and techniques to develop and hone them and be their absolute best. So yes, I bring my experiences. And he will tell you as well, I am much more content driven. I've uh, spoken on a variety of topics. As, as you mentioned, I have several books and and I just love information. And, and he's like the ultimate motivator. And uh, he just opens doors in people's minds. And the combination of those two is really phenomenal yes
0: yeah yeah i want i want to go back and segue a little bit back into your childhood because i have a feeling who you <laughs> are today really started there and we talked earlier and you mentioned about uh singing when you were younger with the with the group and i don't yes. i don't know exactly how old you were called the joy spreader yeah so how old were you when that started was that in your church or where yes. were Come from.
1: I was a toddler i don't i don't even totally remember that I was a very, very young child, uh, and that was the name. I love the name myself, and I do recall my first solo, My faith looks up to thee, and we had the whole movement thing and and I always remember being in music, whether it was singing or playing the piano or the violin or going to orchestra camp. I mean something musical was always a part of my life. So I, I sing and hum all the time. And as I fast forward, when I was in the corporate world, I mean, I'm always singing. That would be my little thing, always humming or singing along the way. So it's just a part of who I am. And yeah. music is so profound. As you know, music breaks through culture. It breaks through attitudes. You can lift people up with music. You can take them down. And so it's just a, a vibrant part of me that I love.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm really excited because um, upcoming, if you, depending upon where you're listening to this, uh, Wednesday, April 24th of 2019, again, yes. if you're listening to this in 2021, this doesn't apply for this event, <laughs> but yes, right. you and Les are, are, are coming to band and a group of us are, are speaking and you're singing I uh, as part of that event.
1: Yes, I am. Yeah, great. It's uh, let me tell you this. uh, There's for sure, at least one song, it may be uh, more than one, but probably one. Uh, It's a song that uh, I began singing years ago when I lived in Los Angeles. And a dear friend of mine came and saw me sing at a concert. And so then she hooked me up with this group that was doing a play. She said, oh, you'd be great. They need the the role as a singer. You should go audition. Well, I wasn't an actress. I didn't classify myself as such. But I did love to sing. And so it's a cute story. It's a long story in how I ended up getting this part. I got the first company, and I started singing in this play. And the song that I'm going to sing at Bend is from that play. And it's called Live Every Day. And so one day I was sitting around with Les. We were chatting and I said, hey, listen to this song. And I started singing it and he fell in love with it. Oh, you've got to sing this on the uh, when we speak. And so that's how it started. That's how it started. So pretty much every time I'm out, we're out and about, we usually end up or some way I weave that song in. And it's just a very simple but powerful message about living your life fully every day and believing and dreaming and all the things that we talk about
0: yeah so when when you're traveling with less what what i just heard you if i heard you right is that you're also singing at these events at some point i am that song or maybe some other songs too
1: that's correct. Singing, training, a combination. He's the, usually when it's his event, of course, he's the reason why people hired him or hired us, but I'm also um, either speaking a little bit and, and bring that song in. And so now people are saying, can we bring Celeste? <laughs> is a good thing. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. I want to get into your, your, your books as well. I, I know one of your books, a dare to Succeed, No More Excuses, It's Time uh, to Win. Yes. Um, and I want to read this again. It says, I rise, I fall, I rise again, I make mistakes. I forgive and ask for forgiveness. I live, I learn. I've been hurt and I've healed. I'm human, not perfect. And God still loves me. I'm grateful and choose to live daringly. I love that. Yeah, so 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 that's in your Dare to Succeed book, the
1: No More excuses. It is that book is my best selling book. People uh, tend to gravitate toward it. I love it as well, of course, and it's an offshoot. Actually, is a it came out of me running the New York City Marathon. I ran the marathon twice. Wow. Uh, the second time, just to prove it wasn't a fluke, right? But there were so many life lessons that come from running such a race Uh, in you know it's an endurance race and I call life the ultimate endurance race right and along the way the training the discipline the focus all of the things that are necessary to go from not being a runner I was not a runner prior to that I would worked out in the gym did cardio but that's a different That's a different type of energy that you need so going through the training and and getting to the point where you can run 26.2 miles in one day right is um a feat and so the book is really taking some of those lessons that were learned uh in that process and transforming them and translating them for not only myself but for others and how they can indeed run the marathon of life and win victoriously
0: yeah I've, I've never run a marathon, but, but maybe, I mean, I'm feeling a little bit inspired again that may, maybe you can inspire me to, to, to do run, that at some
1: point. I tell you that it is one of the most amazing things um, when you have a lot of crazy people, because it was 35,000 people that first year and I that ran out of New York and all the energy. It takes a unique person, I think, to decide to put their body through 26.2 miles at one time. Uh, But the energy and and what it represents, the discipline that are required and the focus and all of the efforts that have been made that lead up to that. And so it's kind of a crowning thing. And you have all this energy when people are running and you have the people on the sidelines. So it's just an experience, a really wonderful experience. And I encourage people, you know, you can't do it all the time, but uh, it can, you know, wear on your body. But I think something like that, that stretches you. I did it because I wanted something that would require more of me than just every day. And that did do it. So yeah, yeah, it's a great experience.
0: Yeah. That's wonderful. Now you have either seven or eight books. How many books do you have right now? Actually I have eight. You eight. have eight? Yes. Um, and and are, do they all kind of fall in, in the same line or what, what, what's in these books and tell us a little bit more about it.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Well, let me tell you how they came about. First of all, I was doing a lot of training uh, in the D.C. area at the time, and one of the I was on a leadership track. There was a government agency that hired me, and they wanted me to come in for all of their incoming leaders. They had a track that they had to go through, and one of the courses that I offered was called Mastering Your Image.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it wasn't just external, but it's how you project yourself, how you communicate with other people, and the whole image, the inside and out. And so I started, you know, doing the training. And again, I love information. And so I'm always trying to provide more and more for people. And the handout got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it actually was large enough to be a book. So that was really my first book was taking the content that I had provided for my client and putting it into a book. And so Mastering Your Image is one of them. And again, it deals with the internal, how you see yourself how you feel about yourself, how you project yourself, all of that. That's one of the books. And then subsequent books are really an offshoot of topics that I have a passion for and topics I think I speak on, which is, um, it's all in your mind is another one of my books and it's about mental, your thinking skills. I mean, your thinking skills are so critical. How you think in any given situation about a life, about a circumstance, perspective, there's big picture thinking, there's, you know, focus thinking, there's bottom line thinking, understanding how your brain works is fascinating to me. And so I kept diving in and gathering more data and that turned into another book, you know, so that's how they kind of morph. It, It is topics that I have a passion for and that I've done. I did one on power and politics where I'm dealing with understanding what's happening in the corporate world. There is a spoken guideline and rules and then there's an unspoken guidelines and rules and understanding the dynamics of it. You may not want to play it, but you need to know the rules of the game. And so I talk about how do you navigate the corporate world, how do you navigate offices and people, you know, again those spoken and unspoken guidelines and rules, understanding them, giving them systems is what that book is about. So it's topics that I've spoken on, things that I love. Yeah.
0: It it sounds like to to me like if those came out of like a a lot of different training situations Mm -hmm. that um, have you put all those books together and created a new training out of all of that?
1: Actually, one of the things I'm looking to do uh, with all of my books is to do online courses. Mm -hmm. I love those. Uh, I think there's a, a way to extend my reach because obviously I can't be everywhere at the same time and um in a way that the material will get out, it's not just sitting on my shelf, yeah. you know when Les comes to my office, and he sees all this information. I mean, I really do love information, and I've done a lot of programs and and so i and I do a really good job. I design my my materials, and he says, "Look at all of this, so my goal in this coming next quarter is to start turning those into." online training. And of course, I can do them live, but I can reach so many more people if I do it in an electronic version and also be able to spread the world. So that's what I'm doing.
0: Awesome. You know, at one point, I I took a lot of my content with one of my businesses, and I ended up with, you know, a dozen modules, 75 videos, Oh uh, wow! you know, the the whole nine yards. And it was great.
1: It is great. It is great. It yeah. is great. And one of the things that uh, the umbrella, when people ask, What do I really speak about? there's a variety of topics, but all of them really feed into my desire to help people lead better to lead their lives better individually but to lead others more effectively to be that influence that is prepared that has the skill set that has the understanding one of my books is called essential people skills you know how many of us have ever run into um, leaders quote unquote leaders who don't know how to deal with people right they get promoted because they did something really great tactically or um, some technical thing they did and and yes we're going to move you into a leadership role or a management role but they don't know how to engage with people effectively. So the whole umbrella is help the leaders think differently, broader, help them engage with people in a professional and effective way. How do you communicate most effectively? So all of the books that I've done really are tunneled and funneled toward what I call transformational leadership. You know, it's not just leading autocratic. There's a lot of leadership models Mm -hmm. um, and all of them have value for sure. But my desire is to have leaders who are prepared to help transform the lives of those that are around them. And that means there's more others focused than just self-focused as a leader. And so all of my books, all of my materials really funnel into that leadership model.
0: Well, that's great. So, so you still, um, consult in in those areas and, and work with, with various leaders on that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, do it not only in the corporate world, I do it in the, um, the religious world. I've had an opportunity to go over internationally to Kenya, to Ghana, do some training and leadership there. I'm, wow. I do leadership here, leadership training through my um, my church denomination. Um, because there's also a part for me that uh, I think we need to we need to have a good spiritual foundation. You know, some of us our morals and ethics are kind of out of whack in a lot of ways in our world right now. Yeah. And although people have their own choices of how they will uh, correct that, if you would, I just think it's important to address that, to address that, that part of us that is bigger than us, the part of us that is more altruistic and that's really going to be supportive of others versus just being successful and making more money. So uh, that's an important part for me as well.
0: Yeah. I've, I've heard a similar thing described as, Uh, principles before personalities and Mm -hmm. then we we live by certain principles those personality challenges get diminished actually because you're following these these principles spiritual principles life principles however you want to define them
1: absolutely and having those guidelines having them defined is real important because a lot of people and i know you know this we just, we're just existing. We haven't defined what we decide as our values and our mission and our goals. And we just kind of go with the win. And we have so many choices and I love choices. But when you have so many choices and you're not clear of your own direction, you can get swept up in different ways. And I think part of what I also like to do is to help people become very clear, who are you, and what do you stand for, and what do you want to accomplish, and being clear of those things as you proceed, so that you can make wise choices
0: yeah, I, I like that. Um, I just put this new picture up on my wall, and I want to say something because I think it applies to what we're talking about right now. This okay. is a great i don't know if you can see it very well, but it's a great horned owl, and there's you can see a white chicken front you can't see the other one, but there's two. Two white uh, great horned owl chicks Okay And it's I've I've done a lot of photography over the years And I followed this nest A a number of years ago And I'd go in and I'd take different pictures of it Etc. until the the chicks grew And were were out of the nest But mythologically The great horned owl Has a silent connection with the spirit Hmm. And that the ears going up Points up to the spirit and so I like that connection, but also the rebirth, you know, the, the next generation, the chicks growing up, you know, I really like that ideal that ideal and that symbolism of that connection with spirit and growth and being open rather right. than being, I know everything, da-da-da. No, right. let's allow ourselves to continue to grow to our next Level of leadership, or life, or spirit, or what, what, whatever it might be.
1: Absolutely, and and with that, I think Michael, it, it's uh, important that you can release and not have as much stress. We don't have to, we're forcing. I mean, if you look at the world, when I observe it, my observation is, and it's not absolute, but so many people are just on that treadmill and we're pressing and we have to do this and we have to do that. And yes, we want to be productive. I'm all for that, maximizing the potential and the gifts you have. But at the same time, we have to step back and relax and allow us to grow and to see what's right before us. Sometimes we miss signals because we're so busy running. You know, when I talked about, let's go back to the book, Dare to Succeed. One of the principles I talk about that I learned from training um, is that you, re- you you press, you run a mile, walk a minute, run a mile, walk a minute. This is the Jeff Galloway method of training. Run a mile, walk a minute. I translate translate that in life you press and then rest. You yeah. press, you do some work, you, you do great work on a project, but take time to rest and listen. And that will give you a level of peace, a level of uh, less stress. I, I'm just at this point in my life, I don't want to be stressing out over things that we really can't control. But yeah. we won't know that if we stay on that treadmill. So I think that's a, that's a good thing about just taking a minute to pause. Yeah
0: yeah absolutely and a minute can be really powerful um one one of the things that that i've done with with clients that i've had come in one-on-one in uh the central oregon area where i come in and we work with them is the first day i'll take them out into the wilderness somewhere and no phones you know maybe they've lived in new york or chicago or someplace and everything's busy and you just gotta like shed all that stuff away wow. to be able to get back down into your core because especially with the electronics and, and even our podcasts and then the mm-hmm. phone and then the laptop and, and all these different things that we're we're constantly covering <clears throat> ourselves up with. You're we're using them as tools, but also it some ways it takes us away from exactly who we are in discovering some of those leadership or visionary um, aspects of ourselves.
1: Absolutely. I love that. What you just said, being able to just kind of get away. And when I was there not long ago in bend, we met, you know, bend is a very different environment than Atlanta. Right. And I love it is. It is a great thing. Um, and I love it uh, from the standpoint that it is a removal from the fast pace that is normal if you would more so in Atlanta and we just have to take those times to to do that and it just does wonders for us our perspective for our energy for all of that it's yeah. just a, yeah that's
0: good yeah. yeah I want to talk a little bit as well about your family okay and I, I know you you've mentioned that you were doing some caretaking with your mom right now Mm-hmm. And even though she's a, a number of miles away, that that's really important for you and that connection and, and taking care of your mom. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that and, and maybe how your, your faith is connected with that and, and, um, in, sure. in helping your mom at this point? Absolutely.
1: I love my mom dearly. She is my number one cheerleader and I am so grateful She's always poured into me and she always believed in me. She was the one and has been and still is the one who believed in me before I knew what she was talking about. Right. <laughs> she used to say I could sell the Brooklyn bridge and not own it. And I didn't know where Brooklyn was at the time. She just believed in me. And um, so she's a very special woman. And uh, we were raised in Michigan. She's still in Michigan. I live in Atlanta. And as she has aged, Um, she has Parkinson's and some other challenges, it has become on me uh, to become her primary caretaker. Now, I have siblings. I'm the youngest. I have siblings and I love them too, but I imagine I am not the only one uh, that's listening to this podcast that has addressed or faced issues of taking care of your parents, especially if you're a baby boomer, you're probably in that sandwich generation where you have to take care of your parents and you still have kids that you're involved with um, very intensely. But what happens is everyone in our family does not respond the same way, you know, to challenges, right? Some step up, some step back, some start fighting, right? Or whatever. And unfortunately, um, I've had, uh, challenges with my siblings stepping up i mean i is 800 miles away and uh, i love her and i will do whatever is necessary but there was a period in which i was not feeling very supported you know let's put it that way and what do you do and that's very hurtful you're thinking wait you know and i know we have different versions of that as i indicated but what I decided, and I think is an important lesson for this, especially in light of the program you talk about really falling up. And and what you have to do is decide, of course, how you're gonna handle that challenge, how you're gonna handle that hurt, that disappointment that may be a part of that experience. And I know for sure that my faith, it helps me in tremendous ways all the time. But in this particular situation, it said, Celeste, remember. Remember, everyone is different. Everyone has to deal with challenging circumstances, and seeing your mother go through those challenges um, and, and the deterioration and you know the changes is tough to watch. but everyone deals with them differently, and what you have to do celeste is decide to love them anyway, to love them through it. I could have just been resistant and angry and and arguing and all of that, but that does no good either. And I just believe, I still believe uh, that I I pray. I pray for God to intervene and to touch them and to help them to process however they process it. And I will say things have gotten, gotten better, right? And it's a choice. And so I think not just in my situation, and I'd say to those that are listening, when you're facing that challenge, which you will, as long as you're alive, you're going to run into it. How do you handle that? Thinking about it, stepping back, not reacting in an emotional state, but saying, hey, let's just bless these people. Let's help them. Maybe it'll be from a distance. Maybe you have to remove yourself. Who knows? But taking the high road in it, and it's so much more relieving. My conscience is clear. I I don't have that regret of something I said in heat of the moment. Yeah. where you step back and just pause and trust. Again, that's my faith. I trust that God will intervene and give me direction and give me the strength to make it through.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. And yeah. I, I really like the way that I hear you talking about that connection with, with, uh, uh, with God and your faith and, and how it helps lead and guide you. And I believe what, you know what, whether a listener but believes in God or not, but that if we step back and open up to something greater, a greater possibility, and step into that flow, we can trust that yeah. flow to, to carry us through whatever challenges we might be facing. Absolutely.
1: And I would dare say, it's a wise thing to do. Uh, Sometimes we do it sooner and sometimes later. Sometimes we wait, or what I've observed is people will wait until they're in a major crisis moment Uh before they start looking outside of themselves, right? When you can do it before then, and it's a lot easier. Um, And it doesn't mean that you won't have crisis. We're all going to have them again. But if you have that as a resource, as a uh, um, something is a possibility for you. It just, you, you know what it's like, what it reminds me of is, you know, we have a stress test. When you have a stress test or a physical stress test and you're going to a gym or whatever, what they do is they put a lot of pressure on you. They'll put you on the treadmill and they'll run your heart rate up. And how do they tell how, how healthy you are is how quickly your heart rate returns to normal. That's how they're yeah. testing, right? They rise it, raise it up, and then they test how quickly you re- return back to normal pace, right? Yeah. So my thing is, why do why do you have to wait until you get out there? Just come back to normal pace more frequently, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. think about just I'm just going to come back here to home base, if you would, and um, re- release the stress. Don't stay at that level. And our society, as you know, um, today it's again wonderful to have all these choices. But if you try to do everything that's possible, you burn yourself out, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You have to, yeah, you have to decide whatever method you want to call it or how you want to address it, but really stepping back and relaxing and allowing life and God and the world, however you want to phrase it, to really give you some direction.
0: Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you've had this experience. This is one of the, the ways that I describe it. Certainly at different periods of, of my life, you know, I feel like like God has come along and, you know, Michael, Michael, and, right. uh, I'm busy. You know, he goes, right, Michael, right. Michael, no, I'm busy. Then the head, no, I'm busy. And then finally, like a Mack truck and said, Michael, time like, to wake up. Yes. Oh, okay. And yes. that's that point sometimes where it's so easy to get to that crisis point before we develop that connection.
1: Yes, That is so true. And I absolutely understand it. I believe, uh, again, that the messaging is going on often and we're just missing it because we're so busy or we don't take time to listen. So, yes, it is. And we can miss some really great opportunities. It doesn't mean that you don't have other uh, great experiences, but, you know, I think we all have a purpose and a goal that we were uniquely designed to do. There's a lot of things we can do, but there's there's some things that just come natural. Like for me, singing is like I love it. I would do it whether people paid me or not. Just I just love it. And what I have found also, and this is an example of what I mean by we're we come equipped, is that. Although I I love to sing and I sing fairly well, there are other people that sing really, really great. They have a fantastic voice. And there's some that, that I sing much better than. But it's not the mechanics of the singing. It's not so much the riffs or the tone so much. It's the heart. Because when I'm singing now, what I find, and I'm amazed at this, quite frankly, they'll be crying and, you know, oh my God, you touched me. I'm saying, what did I say? But it's not really just me it's the spirit that in which i do it and it's just part of me right and so yeah. i think we all have unique pieces like that if it's not singing it could be writing it could be whatever some people just write gift it it just flows right so finding that piece um, is so important and it's fulfilling i mean why not do what you love to do and what you're designed to do that's part of what i help people to do as well is to figure out You know, clean the slate from things that don't need to be there. Design your life and and really live full out in the way that you've been designed to to live.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Talk about the singing a little bit more. You're still singing in in your church as, as well as on stage at different events?
1: Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, I, all, all the time. I we, my, my church has done recordings. I do leads there. Again, community choirs, I've done leads there. And um, there's a praise team. Now, the last couple of months, I've been really busy. Les and I have been traveling a lot, so I haven't been at rehearsal as, as much. But uh, I have such support there. And I think we all need to have, in whatever form, whatever form works for the people, a group of people, the extended family, if you would, that loves on you, right? That embraces you, that you have a home. So as I travel around and Les and I traveling around and there are others out there in your business and doing different things, a place that you can retreat to that people rally around and love on you. And so that's what my church represents for me. And it may be your community group, whatever it might be, but having that, yeah. Um, so yes, I sing there. I sing everywhere. I sing in the elevator. <laughs> I sing wherever I can, right?
0: <laughs> well, I, I would love to be in the elevator when you're singing rather than listening to the the elevator music.
1: Yes, yes. I, but you know what's interesting, Michael? is really I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I I'm singing, and I don't. Pay, I'm not conscious of it so much. But I'm like in the bathroom, and I may be humming. Some people come out. Oh, you have a great voice. It's like okay, you know. So I figured after I heard it a few times. I'd probably do okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I joke that like if I'm in the shower singing or in my car singing, you know, by myself, right? I'm I'm the next star on the Voice. Of course you are. (laughs) But then somebody else hears me and they don't think the same thing. Well, so much,
1: Michael. (laughs) The shower acoustics are wonderful. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've even do you do you know Tommy Baylor? I don't. And you know, Tommy Baylor is also a friend of um, of Gail's. But but I met him at a event down in Vegas a number of years ago, and he's a producer like Quincy Jones. Him and Quincy are really good friends, and he produced much of Michael Jackson's materials, ran Radio City Music Hall, a whole bunch of stuff. And so we became friends, and I talked to him about singing, and he said, "You know, everybody can be a singer." If they just allow themselves to open up and develop that, he says, it's a gift that God has given all of us, but not all of us use it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. He sounds like an interesting man. Sounds like someone I should know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think we all we all can sing. We have different uh, vocal capacities, but yes, yeah. you know, yeah. the singing yeah. is singing represents more than just the music. It's the feeling. It's the it's the engagement it's it represents levity to me i mean yeah. it represents communicating on a different level because yeah. just changes the dynamics les will tell you this we talk about this all the time you can do training and we do you don't have to sing you don't have to have music when you add the music component it just changes the environment
0: it yeah. just does. it's a great yeah. thing yeah absolutely and one of the things i discovered too is <laughs> that when I'm in the midst of maybe a dozen people or 20 people and we're all singing, we all sound really good whether whether individually we're that good, you know. Right, right. So to speak. I'm not That's a singer. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. So tell me, what are you really working on now other than music, like as far as corporate training or getting out and speaking? What, where is your mission leading you today, you know, what's your next step? Where are you grounded in today?
1: Okay, that's a good question. And uh, it's a twist (laughs) to everything I've been doing already. Uh, Again, my big picture is to equip, particularly women leaders. I'm I'm open to all leaders, but I believe uh, that women leadership is sorely needed to add to uh, the dominant male leadership that we have in our, uh, particularly in our country, but in the world, because it's just a different piece. We need them both, but I think we need more of them. And uh, we need to develop um, the confidence, the competence and uh, the courage, all of those things in women, because historically they've not had the same grooming, if you would, uh, in our society. So that is a real important area. I have been speaking to women's conferences, and and I resisted this originally. I remember when I was talking with Les in Les Brown 1.0. I mean, in <laughs> back then, and he said, you know, you should focus on women. And and actually, I did a radio show, a nationally syndicated radio show titled "Focus on Women." But I think it's um, it's it's when you change a woman's life, you change the family. Yeah. Right. You change the spouse, you change the children, you impact that. And so it's a very strategic target to em- empower women on a variety of fronts um, so that they're able to walk in their leadership, not only for themselves, but the, the family and our country and the world itself. So my focus is to really develop more of a leadership um, Institute, if you would, maybe, uh, with less, because he doesn't have, he doesn't skew toward leadership specifically, he's broader, but I would like to uh, do, do conjunction with him is to really target that. And one component that is also critical, that is kind of a new thing for me, um, is the health and fitness component.
0: Mm.
1: Because, you know, you can't sustain, and my dare to succeed, I talk about, you want to be successful, but it's hard to sustain success if you're not healthy. So right. one of the things, the, the DARE is an acronym, D stands for discipline yourself, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually. A is act with clarity and focus. The R is to raise the bar and endurance and a lot of other areas and E, engage. So when I talk about raising the bar or discipline yourself physically, you have to make sure that I can't travel around all this time if I'm exhausted and have no energy. You can't reach as many people. So it's important to make that uh, a high priority. And then when I look at the backdrop, you asked me earlier about my mother and I was sister that has MS and other people and I look particularly at the African American community where we're leading In diabetes and high blood pressure and all of that. I'm saying, hold up. Some of those things. Many of those things are lifestyle related. Yes. And so if I can Yes. And so I can make an impact. Take my voice you know, and again, if I change the life of the woman, she has influence on the family's eating, on the family's exercise, that can be far reaching in the impact that I make, not only in the corporate world, but in everyday life, right? So that's what I'm incorporating now. I'm doing some additional studies on Institute of Integrated Nutrition, because, you know, everybody has different things that, that works for them, but to be able to infuse that in my message, helps to get a more rounded result. So
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. And I don't know if if you know this, and I'll just briefly mention it. You know, in 1986, I had bypass surgery on both my legs, and I had blocked arteries in my legs, and they were going to cut off my legs. And I walked with a cane for quite a while and wasn't able to walk really more literally than about 10 feet. Wow, And um, I started, uh, I came across a, a doctor that encouraged me to to do more. And within two weeks, I went from walking 10 feet to two miles. And, and I also started on a plant-based diet and, and started really eating clean, so, so to speak. And yes. it really changed my life. You know, they wanted to do more surgery and blood clots. A whole bunch of stuff happened. I won't get into it all right now other than to say, making that commitment. And I know for me, I wanted to live. I didn't want to give up. I wanted to live. So even though those doctors back in 1986 said I had maybe six months to live, Mm -hmm. they're dead, I'm alive. Wow. right?
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yes.
0: Right. And, and and I committed myself to that life of, of health and wellness. And I believe, just like you said, that it is a core, not only for women, for men, but for all, all of us, that, that we need to take care of our vessels to be able to serve.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and I start with myself. And, you know, I've always been running and doing different things. But but not always making it a priority, right? Because you need to make it a priority. That's the bottom line. And this is the body we, got, we have, right? And you know, from a spiritual standpoint, we say it's the temple, right? But whether you're spiritual or not, this is what you have. And you feel better when you look better and all of that. So my thing is to intertwine that message in all of my messages. And so they take away, and I give them practical, I'm very practical. You know, so I'll talk about it broadly, but say, hey, drink more water, eat something fresh, right? Those kind of things every day. And think about it, if more people did that, we talk about healthcare, you know, this whole, in this country, we could stem the tide if we would. Now it's hard to do because we have habits. And the the book on Dare to Succeed is about success habits. And we know that habits, think about this, I love this. I think you'll love it too. So if we could have our habits, the behaviors that contribute to habits are the behaviors that contribute to success, then success becomes nearly effortless. Think about that. Because by definition, a habit is something you don't really think about. You just kind of do it by, by rote, right? Because it's a habit, I just do it. So what if the behaviors that have been proven to optimize your success became your habits. Then success will become relatively effortless. Wouldn't that be wonderful?
0: Yeah, and I think that's great. And you know, as part of your mission, uh, what you're talking about, about instilling that. Because if we are able to instill that, more and more is gonna shift and evolve. And again, the healthcare issue is a whole nother thing. And we could go way deep into all of that and the politics around it and and how healthcare is delivered in our country and and everything else. Um, And as as we're getting kind of towards the end of our show. So there's a couple of things that, that I'd like to um, ask you, like based on all this experience that you have or talk about the books and the singing and being on stage and, and everything else, do you have maybe three tips, two, three, four tips that, that you can give to the listeners, something that they may be able to do easily today to feel more empowered or, or put themselves more into that position of leadership?
1: Absolutely. The first thing that I would always suggest people is to take time to think and reflect take time to think schedule it in if you need to on your calendar to get off the treadmill and take time to be still to listen to think and reflect it's amazing what you will hear it's amazing what you will recall that has happened in your life that will give you a direction a sense of direction and urgency then secondly you need to have a vision a clear vision of what you want write it down, not just in your head, write down what is it, and I suggest becoming very clear in what you want to accomplish, the outcomes, the vision for the next 90 days, and I say the 90 days because many times we think I want to do this in my life, and it becomes vague, and it doesn't propel you to take action, so look in 90-day increments, right, and in that first 90 days, because it's long enough to get momentum, but short enough for you not to procrastinate, so after you've sat down and taken time to to listen and think, what's that vision? Write it out, make it plain. Write the vision, make it plain, as the word says, and do it in a 90-day increment. And then from there, take action. You can have the vision and the plan, but it does no good if you don't act on it every day. So whatever it is that you want, don't have to be huge. Take small steps, because what you want to do is build momentum, right? So don't make it so big that you get frustrated because you can't achieve it suddenly, but take Doable small steps every single day toward that vision that you identified, and you'll be amazed at the outcome. So, taking the time to be quiet, think, listen, reflect, have a plan of action, a 90 day plan of action, and that no, a 90 day vision of what you like to accomplish in 90 days, and then a plan of action that you execute every single day, little by little, bit by bit, and you'll be amazed at the outcomes.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, I like that. Um. I wish we had more time today. And I, I look forward to uh, getting to know you more when, when you come in into Bend, Oregon with, with Les yeah. Brown. Again, I want to mention this, depending upon when you're listening to this, Wednesday, April 24th, 2019, yes. uh, Les Brown at the Tower Theater. And he's it's part of a global tour, right?
1: Yes, it is. Yes, we are going all over. So this is one of the stops we're making. And we're looking forward to it. Please join us. It's going to be fantastic. Lots of energy, lots of excitement, lots of enthusiasm, and be inspired to take it to the next level.
0: Well, and on top of all that, we get to hear you sing, too. Yes. So, I mean, that's yes. like icing on the cake even more, even better.
1: It is going to be great. You will get a chance to hear me sing. And I believe, I believe with all my heart, I sing from my heart to connect to yours. And so I believe you'll feel it. Um, if you don't, come tap on my shoulder and I'll sing you that's another song, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, wh- where can somebody uh, find you? CelesteJohnson.com? Is that yes, right?
1: that's Celeste Johnson Johnson without the H. That's C-E-L-E-S-T-E-J-O-N-S-O-N.com. And it's a quick story on that, Michael. So uh. I was born with an H, right, Johnson, this traditional way. But I thought when I started my company, I wanted to be unique and do something different. So I said, well, it'll just drop the H and it'll be Johnson without it. Well, it, cause it's confusing for a lot of people, but that's what I have, And that's the best way to reach me. So Johnson without the H, you can reach out to me and I'd love to hear from you.
0: Well, I, I like Johnson without the H. I, I like the way that that looks. And yeah, you know, it's it, it, yeah, it, it's different now. Do you have something there? I remember seeing something called Operation Clean Slate. It's some yes. type of free ebook. Yes,
1: yes. People can go there. Operation Clean Slate is oh, it's so cool. It really is a process. It's a, a step-by-step process to help people to release stuff. I call it stuff. Right. We all have. Stuff. Stuff like things that we've been trying to close off, we haven't done, or people we need to forgive, or debts we need to pay, or things that's kind of lingering. I call it a low-grade stress. It provides a low-grade. It's not over-the-top stress. I, mean, I know I got to have to get to this. I know. What if we could clean off all of that stuff? What if that closet you've been thinking about forever was cleaned out finally? What does that feel like when you clean off? The slate. So I call it Operation Clean Slate because it walks you through a process, a very simple but doable process that when it's done, there's a sense of relief, a sense of accomplishment, a sense of joy because those things you can check off. Now, what's important? That information is available. You can go on my line, go on my website, CelesteJohnson.com, and you can click in there, and it'll walk you through the process. Of course, I'll say that once you've done that, you must put something in its place, so yeah. that that doesn't come back because that's a vacuum, right? Once you clean yeah. that off, and that's when you go into designing your life, and that's the next phases. But yeah. I love it's it. Really cool. So yes, Operation Clean Slate.
0: Yeah. So. As we end the show i 'm just kind of thinking about back about some of the things that, that we talked about, and you know some of what you know I learned today about you and that importance of that connection that we have with spirit, that the idea of you know what do we really need to do to develop ourselves as a leader. You know, and really connecting with our own vision and our own self. And, you know, I could go on and on and on for another hour for every, everything that, that I heard. I know it's been really great to have you here. And I want to have you back, especially, you know, when if you launch another book or perhaps when you launch your album, we, we can bring you back on. And, and uh, maybe we can get a piece on here as well with, with you actually singing. That would be incredible.
1: That would be great. That would yeah. be fantastic. I'd love to do that. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, hold on so we, we can chat for a, a, a moment afterwards. And I just wanted to mention again, depending upon where you're listening, is go to fallingupradio.com. And you can see the, um, this discussion, this conversation between Celeste and I. And you can also uh, download, again, a free copy of the book, Falling Down, Getting Up from the website and um, it's it's been a pleasure and I look forward to seeing you Celeste in, in a couple of weeks again live and in person
1: absolutely I'm looking forward to it as well Michael thank you so much
0: yeah thank you okay hold on